Welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode number 24. My name is Ed Rodriguez, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Zirkel Tucker. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going going pretty well, man. Everything's going well. How are you doing? Good, man. What you been up to? Uh, just preparing for the move, starting to throw away things and donate things and, uh, you know, trying to take as little with me as possible moving down from here. So, uh, yeah, just a lot of a lot of move prep. That's right, man. It's getting close to that date to, to come back uh, to L.A., man. Yeah, two weeks, five days, and I'll be on a plane. That's dope, dude. I'm fucking excited. I'm digging it. I haven't gotten rid of any jerseys or, or scars. The, mo- the, much the important my stuff. girlfriend chagrin. Yeah. Much well, you you got to keep the important stuff, man. Well, more than likely, it's going to be the majority of the things I have here by, like, tomorrow. So I, I do have to go through my, my jersey pile. I, I promise that I would. Uh, I said I might get rid of some. We'll see. Um, I've got, like, two or three of the 2007 jerseys. Hey, so maybe hey, I'll donate some of those. Look at this. Look, just send them to me. That way, like, you're getting rid of them, quote, unquote. And then I can just hand them, hand them back to you when you get when you get here. Well, here's the thing. My, my long-term plan is to send my whole duffel bag of jerseys down to you. <laughs> Um, if I can get them all to fit back in this, then that would be perfect. Well, yeah, you could do that. Just uh, you know, sneakily uh, hide behind your, your woman's back and just send them all send me all your shit. She doesn't she listen. She just right? delivered me. Well, she just delivered me hot cocoa in my Harry Potter themed mug. Oh, so. that's a good woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm still not getting rid of my jerseys though. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't ask you to. Let's not talk crazy talk. I know, really, honestly. Yeah. So I- yeah, just getting ready. Just getting ready to move. Getting ready for all that. All the craziness, yeah, man. That's it's dope, man. It's coming up soon. It'll be sooner rather than later, which is awesome. Well, this is this is probably my either my last or my second to last show, or it's definitely not my last. It would either be my second to last or my third to last show from up here, um, or maybe we time it. And we just record the day I move down to LA. <laughs> we'll record we'll record you on on the train ride to the airport. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so um, it's been a pretty busy uh, Galaxy week. If I'm going to start off with some uh, Lars news, um, we are having our annual State of the Squad meeting, uh, which is our meeting to get to know all the uh, Lars head uh, head people, like your president, me, and your uh, different uh, chair leaders. Also, to get to know what, are, we're gonna, what our plans are for the rest of the year, we are going to he- uh, hold that um, the day of the Portland preseason game, which is February 25th. We're going to have it at 3.30 to 5.30. Uh, that way you guys can go out and still tailgate and shit before the game starts. It is going to be held inside the stadium, so we need everyone who will be attending uh, to meet up at outside the Team LA store by the main entrance. You must be there by 3.15. That way we can get everyone corralled inside. Um, after that, it's we might have another uh, Galaxy front office person herd people in around 3.30, like last call. So please get there before 3.15, so that way, you know, we can get you guys in and you guys don't miss anything. Fucking tardy bastards. I know. It's it's hard to... Really... You know some asshole's going to be late. It's going to be like 4.15, and they're like, where is everybody? I thought I could get in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're no, going to but... text you. They're going to text you like, you zombie, get me in. We should have uh, we should have some drinks for you guys. Uh, we should have special guest speakers as well. Uh, we are still determining those people, so just... Uh, be sure that we are going to have some guest speakers. Uh, so if you guys have questions for us, like if you have any questions for the large leadership, f- please, this is going to be the time to to have everyone there in one room so you can have all your questions, answers as, as uh, good as possible. 
Uh, second, Lars' business is we're going to be doing a TIFO painting session on the 26th, so the very next day, which is going to be held before the season ticket holder event, which is happening. So we know we're asking you guys to help out or come and be part of Lars' uh, business two days in a row, but hopefully you might be at the StubHub both days anyways, so we're kind of asking you guys to lend a little hand. For the TIFO painting sessions, you don't have to be an artist to to help. You literally just have to paint inside lines. Uh, even if you get them a little outside the lines, it doesn't matter because they're viewed from afar, so little mistakes aren't really seen. Uh, if you guys can land 30 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, an hour, whatever you guys can can uh, can lend us in helping, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, I Chris knows that I've been doing these things for years, where it's been four. Oh it's been four people doing a hundred by fifty foot banner. Yeah. So I mean, it, there's been days it's been me, you, what one or two other capos, and like and like my girlfriend. Yeah, Denise and Joel. Yeah. And we've got to we got to knock out ten banners. We got to knock out five banners. So the more people we have on hand, the quicker it, it you know gets done, and the faster it gets more it's fun, dried. Is it? Yeah, it really it's it's really is a lot of fun. We just hang out, drink, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really fun. If you've never been, it's, it's not, it's really not hard work. Yeah. What's crazy is like, I remember being back home, like it was something I didn't look forward to, to say the least <laughs> as part of, of management and leadership, making sure that these things got done. And now I'm like eagerly waiting to go back home and start painting some TIFO. Yeah, um, it I mean, definitely it's, miss it's, it's just a time to like, you know, you know, kick it and, you know, you know, shoot the shit with your friends while doing some some good for the Lars family. You know. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good way to connect. It's um you know and in the same vein of the away game. You know, when you go to away game, you really start to know people. You really get to know different people in the riot squad and different people around the the stadium who decided to travel. Staying for tifo painting is is very similar. It's a it, if you don't know people, it's a great way to get to know new people most to, definitely most definitely get to connect you know get to learn the the backstories and all the, the inside jokes so that's happening at 10 o'clock at in lot 11 uh, so like i said if you guys are going to come out for the season ticket holder meeting or if you want to come out just to help out you know we will be there uh painting and like i said it's it's not hard work at all but it would be greatly appreciated if you guys can lend a hand for, even if for a little bit yeah very nice. yeah very good all right, enough of you just uh, you just completed like ninety percent of what you'll get to speak today. All right, I know because Chris <laughs> Chris has a lot to say today. In in you know un you know it's not really normal for our show to be mainly Chris talking, but you know I think people will will be okay with us changing the format a little bit. Oh no, the key word of the day is uh, unorthodox. Unorthodox, yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, we finally our boy, our French Italian boy, got his uh, his his visa squared away, man. Le garçon. Le gar- I thought we were calling him Le Magician. Uh, yeah, there's time. Because that one is, you know, actually a really cool name. Well, Le Garçon is just the French for Du Bois, making him the French uh, Sebastian Legette. Oh, and all that's right. Why I, like, I, like, I saw that one on Twitter, and I liked that one. All right, I'm down for that, but I still want to call him the Magician, because that's, that's fine. It's <laughs> badass. Yeah, it's different. I like it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's good to have him, you know, out there and finally practicing with our with our guys mm-hmm. you know it's two weeks before the season starts so we kind of need him to get into the groove of things i don't know if he starts but knowing our team he will probably start come well, back come uh you know march 4th well baxter tweeted out he was like um the 
Alessandrini's uh, uh, visa issue finally squared away. Going to meet with the team for his first practice today. We're 12 days out. Like it's, I mean, we we're, we're cutting it close. Um, he's a professional. Hopefully he can, he can kind of get his shit together, get up to speed. Um, he and, and what's his name? He and Rafa Garcia are really going to have to get an understanding very quickly. Um, given that we're, we're also going into the season without our, our more than likely we're going into the season, I should say with Rafa Garcia starting it right back. Uh, I mean, can we call it, can we call it saying he is going to start? Rafa Garcia? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's our starting right he's back. He's our starting right back. My understanding is that Rodgers hasn't touched the field for training yet. Um, if that's the case, there's no way he's he's starting um, for our home opener. So, you know, hopefully Garcia can can do the job and, and Alessandrini and he can get a good understanding of each other quickly and get up to speed. Because right now, you know, if, if Alessandrini can't go, then it's it's what, Mendiola and Garcia and I don't think no, that's No, I, I think you play um so you they, play No, I think you play um Legit maybe on the right wing and then play Emma on the left. Okay. That he, way, did, he was on the he was on the right uh for that preseason game we just had. No, and as I'm saying like that way, you know, um Legit he does help out defensively. So I think mm-hmm. I think he would be a great asset especially uh with a with a guy still learning the position just and maybe COVID, yeah. Yeah, and maybe and Alessandrini not totally match fit. So, and probably not match. He's not going to get match fit in twelve days when we have a, a season, a preseason game tomorrow. Or as of as of time of recording, recording this Monday night, Tuesday there's supposed to be a preseason game with RSL. I don't know if he sees minutes with that. Maybe give him like ten minutes out there, fifteen minutes. Um, but he, you probably definitely see them on Saturday against Portland. Yeah. Well, what our, our opening game is against Dallas. Yeah. A very, a very young, speedy. very fast team. Um, if he's not, if he's not uh, ready, I'm, he's I'm pretty so dangerous. About that. Yeah. I'm Especially so nervous. Especially given about that, that if, so say he's not ready and they're attacking his side. I mean, if he's not ready and if he's not match fit yet, then if they over, if they overrun this guy, then it's, it's them and Rafa Garcia. And I like Rafa Garcia, even defensively, I, I, you know, as a right back, I like Garcia a lot. Um, but someone who is still he's I mean, from what I was reading with Garcia, he's having more issues with transitioning into attack. Um, I would agree that Rogers had that problem and we seem to do fine enough. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like, if anything, we just need you to just, to just be not, there. Yeah, just be in the position. Yeah, just be there. I don't I'm not asking for heroics. I'm not asking you to overlap. You know, I just be there. <laughs> just be there and stop the ball from the right side. I would I would love it if the the, the instruction for Garcia was. Don't for whatever happens, do not cross the halfway line. Yeah, we. I mean, he needs all as much as I love him. He needs all the same rules Sean Franklin should have had. It was like you get here, you pass the ball, get back. Yeah. Don't try to cross it. Don't try to. Don't try to uh, start a counterattack. Just stop them from scoring. Pass the ball to to the other people. Um, but if, if Alessandrini is not match fit, and if Garcia is still kind of learning right back, um, it, it's it's a rough tandem to go in in to the season with. I think Garcia is going to be capable once he gets up to speed. I think Alessandrini is the player I'm most excited for this year. Um, obviously, outside of uh, Vandame having another great year. But once those two guys are up, up to speed, I think we'll be great. Could be a rough couple of weeks to start off with, though. Yeah, I mean, especially you're going you're gonna to go into a season playing against uh, Dallas. Who are, we'll, we'll get into the Dallas game a lot more uh, next week when we do like mm-hmm. the, the season opener preview. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's a team that, 
if if anything, it's has lots and lots and lots of speedy players. Yeah, a lot of energy. Yeah, a lot of youth and a lot of speed. So it's it's a little worrisome. But uh, getting back into you know we'll get into that again. Like I said, we'll get into that next week when we do the season opener preview. Ooh, starting off on a on a I'm gonna call it positive though. Starting off on a positive note, I'm gonna call that positive. Oh, most definitely. He's over the line. The visas, the visa issues are finished. Alessandrini is in the galaxy. Your new number seven. I, I, I'm with I, it. I think designated as, player and a winger, as, an actual, actual, actual winger. As time has gone by, it's just it's. I think it's just been the frustration of nothing happening, and then finally <laughs> things are all semi coming together. Yeah. In the sense that, um, you know, we got our winger, we got our center defensive mids mm-hmm. locked down. Uh, and unfortunately, it's looking like we're going to be starting. We're going to be starting the season without our starting right back and our starting one of our starting forwards. Yeah. Um, um, it, we want to go. Let's go into what we've kind of been dreading, which we've been talking about. Rafa Garcia, obviously, going to be starting for the the right back position going into the season, mm-hmm. is because Robbie Rogers has been having major issues with his ankle. Yeah, it seems, uh, at least according to Baxter, it seems, uh, uh, I don't know, did you get a chance to read uh, Kevin's article about Rogers' injury? Yeah, yeah, man, I mean, let's, uh, drop, just dropping the soccer fan in me for, for you know, the, when I was reading that article, I just was like, damn, dude, this guy, he can't even, have, he doesn't even have feeling in his yeah. foot. I was like, just as a, on a personal level, I'm like, man, that's that sucked, dude, because like, that's that's potentially life-altering. Yeah, I mean, that's that's potentially career ending. I mean, he, I guess he's contemplated retirement. Um, he's had just running through super quick stats. He's had, uh, eight surgeries in his entire career. He's had three surgeries in the last 16 months. Um, he is, uh, at least according to Baxter, if I remember correctly, and obviously if we're wrong, don't go bother Baxter about this. Um, but I believe Baxter says he's out for the opener definitively. Uh, there is no timetable for his return. Um, he has lost some feeling in the in the nerves in his foot. Uh, I guess it's beginning to come back, but he's he's doing some light running, obviously non-contact. Um, I mean, so that potentially this this just seems like he's going to be out, and not, not even could be for know, weeks. It could be. It seems like it might be for months. And look, and we and and let's uh, you know, I like um, what you came into this with. Forget about the the soccer aspect. As a human being, as a man, like it sucks to have this happen to him. And obviously you hope he gets better and, and you hope he makes a full recovery. And, and you know, if, if playing soccer for another year, another two or three or however many years is what he wants to do with his life. I hope he gets out there and does the best job he can. Right. Uh, putting that to the side, you know, our role here is to analyze what's going on with the galaxy. And so we have to look at it, attempting to look at it from that perspective yeah. We're in a bad spot. I want to. I want a real bad spot with us. I want to ask you a question, Chris. Shoot. Doesn't this, you know, with the article and all that stuff, it seems like the Galaxy knew going into the season that Rogers was not going to be able to play. Going to the off season? Yes. Yeah. Um, or that they they should at least have some some backup plans for that. Yeah. Um, for the possibility. Yeah. And then Oscar Sordo. Which mm-hmm. this let me put this out there, Oscar Sordo leaving the team. I'm not mad about that. If you've seen him play, he's not even USL level. I wasn't I wasn't sure he was alive. <laughs> like we joke about whether he was alive. Yeah. for weeks. 
Now so, I don't feel bad about it because he's not on the galaxy. I wasn't. I wasn't mad when he wasn't resigned. I was actually as as a as a perspective of a galaxy fan. I'm like, look, he wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And maybe good that enough. that came down. Maybe that came down to him not playing enough, mm-hmm. or you know whatever. But fine. But this goes back to, and I don't want to open old wounds, but this goes back to them oh, I'm selling. Rip them open. This goes back to selling AJ De La Garza. Right. Because the Galaxy knew going into the season they were not going to have Rodgers. Well, he the, so the Baxter, man the from, man was comp- contemplating retirement. That's how yeah. bad it was. From Baxter's article, just at least from what I could gather from his article, um usually with these kinds of surgeries you have them, you might lose some feeling, but in a couple of weeks they start coming back. His is taking significantly longer. Um, than was the than what was planned than what is scheduled, and that's okay. There's no look. There's no way Klein or Vianus or Anolfo could see that coming. What concerned me, and I think we talked about it briefly last week, but or last time, what concerned me was we didn't lock up Sordo's contract before we traded AJ. So we we had Rogers, who was at, as you point out, was going into the off season with a decently serious injury, and and. You know, he's he's had a, a history of being injured for a while. You have him going into the offseason with a decently serious injury. You have capable backup. Probably should be starting um, on the bench and you flip him for nothing. You lie to him to get that done. But again, that's a separate issue. Um, but you flip him to Houston. With your other center back, like kind of gutting your depth a little bit. But before again, before you lock up Sordo. So if if Sordo was the guy, if Sordo was the plan going forward, don't or, you lock up his contract before you trade yeah, AJ? Any 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 backup plan? Don't you, I mean? Don't you is even if AJ if wasn't Garcia, if, I, Garcia is the backup plan, right? Like Garcia is this is the this is the contingency plan. I think the contingency that, plan was Garcia. I think that was the break glass of emergency plan. Like that wasn't even <laughs> that wasn't even plan that wasn't even plan F. Right. <laughs> if, right. if you're going into the season and you're like, no, Rafa will do. Yeah, that's poor planning. Rafa by himself, like it's just Rafa. Yeah, that's that's poor planning on the on the Galaxy part. Like, what do you do? So we're playing him in all these preseason games, right? Yeah. What do we do if he has a bad game? Or we what if we do? What do we do if he gets injured? I mean, Lord forbid. I mean, knock on wood. But if he has a bad game, what do we do? He has a bad game against Dallas. We can't replace him. Who right. are we replacing him with? Well, and if you're if you're thinking, oh well, we have Romney. Well, has why haven't why hasn't Romney played? The right back position in any of the preseason games. I mean, one. Not one. And that's what. Not he. Uh, um, uh, he hasn't played a single minute, to the best of my knowledge. No, he's. I, he's played... I wouldn't know. I can't see them. No, well, yeah, no, he's 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 come on as like a center back. But he, that's the thing. He's come on as a center back. If he so presumably that's because right now, that's because Romney you have is... that's because your center back um your backup for your center back <laughs> is an eighteen year old kid. Yeah. This is new well, Ed. This is angry Ed. This is I like I'm I'm calm. Look, hashtag positive galaxy tweets. Everything is fine. See, one of us has to be the, the negative one. one of us I think has, that's what yeah, it is. I'm I'm good. Look. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm actually I actually haven't smoked today either, but um yeah, I mean it, I think it's surprising that if we're gonna sub Rafa out during one of these preseason games, we're not playing Romney on that side to see what we're getting. Maybe we don't play Romney because we don't want to give teams a look at what could be a huge question mark for us, which is the idea <laughs> okay. of playing a, a young left back in all of our, like he is the the saving grace of our, of our back line still. 
um, Anolfo was quoted in a, and this, this will blow your socks off. I read an Adam Serrano piece. Uh, Serrano was, or Serrano, sorry, Anolfo was quoted uh, in one of the Galaxy Insiders pieces uh, about looking for depth. We need to to get some depth in, look around the league, and somehow still uh, Galaxy 2 is the continuous option. It is the, as a Galaxy fan, you should prepare for LA Galaxy 2 being your sole pipeline of depth well, for the team. I mean, because that's the way we keep we seem to be speaking about it. To be fair, I mean, isn't that supposed to be the way? That's the plan. But, but is I mean, if any other a, well, in any other in any other way? no no in any other right. major you know soccer team in the world mm-hmm. when they have positional there there's a position that needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. Don't bring someone up from the from their youth team. Where in the world? If you find your Manchester United's will bring up a player from no, the youth, Manchester from the U twenty threes. Right. But Manchester United would have sold a right back and a center back in the same season and brought in a new player to fill that depth. If they thought the center back and the right back weren't good enough and they sold those two, they would have replaced at least one of them. But what I'm saying, everyone to come up is going to come up from the academy. What I'm saying is that if we're using the Manchester United example, you bring up academy players because you need a role to be filled, even if it's for two weeks. Right, But your plan isn't the academy. (laughs) The academy is supposed to is, is supposed to help fill in on the first team. The plan is not supposed to be the academy. Uh, again, unless we're unless we're cost cutting, then it makes sense. Like then it makes sense, right? No, admit, yeah. If I we agree. go with a guy we're already paying, if we go with a young kid we're already paying, and now we're backing up, we're backing up the backup to the backup with a backup. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like you know, if your if your boss is like, hey, so and so is out, I need you to do both of their jobs. You're not getting paid more. No. You're and just even then, you go, you go the cool. You go cool. You understand how this is a bad idea, though, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I can do it. I'll fill in. I can t- I can hit the keys. It may not be right. And you have to understand that. You have to have, you, your boss would have to have some level of understanding that you're not going to perform that job at the same level as the person who does it every day. And this is not, this should not be a long term solution. And then to go to your point about the academy, you wouldn't go grab the intern. And go, you're gonna come in here and do this job, and I'm expecting you to do it as well as the guy before you. <laughs> the, the the head officer, the head chief chief officer is out. We need you to step in and do the, their job. Yeah, I mean that's not job. But that we need you to stop your Starbucks run, and we need you to run a, a company. Yeah, but but again, outside of Kennedy, and it's something you and I have talked about. Outside of Kennedy, outside of Husidic, um, am I missing someone? And outside of Emma Boateng, all of our all of our depth are Galaxy Two kids. They're all youth. They're all academy kids. Um, if it works, it's great, but it is a gamble. It is a very large gamble. So, no, I agree. And I, and I've, you kind of hear the rounds of like the conspiracy theories a little bit about like, well, maybe the Galaxy are throwing all their, you know, weight into the 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 Galaxy Two Academy, you know, and if that doesn't work, the next year they'll spend all this money and bring in Asian European stars. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, well. I don't I don't think that's how businesses work, but whatever. Yeah, and and this would not be the season to do that. This is not we need a home run year. Well, I mean, if anything, it this might be exactly the year to experiment a little bit. Where you don't have LAFC yet. Cause any any next year you can have like, okay, yeah, well we're gonna spend ten million mm-hmm. on Zlatan mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. So it's not like you can't. It's not like you don't have to. You don't have to do that this year. 
This year you can experiment with the kids. This year you can, you know, get the the DPs that's going to cost you a million dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would have done that last year. When well, we, hi- hindsight when we have to pay a guy $8 million. Hindsight. $8 million to fucking sit on the bench for half the year. It's not hindsight if I spend, you know. If the whole time you're like, this is not going to work. hour of my life <laughs> screaming about it. This is not going to work. If I'm if I'm constantly yelling, please stop doing what you're doing. You're hurting the country. <laughs> you're hurting me. You're hurting my family. My heart hurts. You're hurting please my friends. <laughs> please stop doing what you're doing to my team. Right. You can, I, it's, it's hard to call that hindsight, sir. Well. You know, whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Bippity um, So, you know, going into the season, we're not going to have a proper right back, even a proper backup right back. Missing a forward. <laughs> Missing a forward, Zardes, who we can never get a straight answer on what's going on with these people. It's always so secretive. Depends on who you ask. Yeah, we're in. We are in the... It's weird. Like last week, I would have compared it to Donald Trump's uh, administration. This year or now, I go full North Korea, full North Korea on on the information we get out of the galaxy. I, I don't know whether Zardis has been shot. I don't know if he has a sprained ankle. I know he's not playing today. And if someone if someone breaks that he got shot, then we might hear that he got shot. But why, other than that, why like he, I, why I he got to get he shot is because he's black, dude. What black people can't get shot? I mean, come on. You telling me you telling me he can't get shot because of the color of his skin? I'm just is that saying. What you trying to tell me that you're, you're kind you're of being a racist. You're kind of being a little racist against your own race, dude. Well, what what could I go with? Stabbed? Uh, I mean, you, he could be, you know, you know, poisoned, black poisoned. He can be bludgeoned at the knee like Tanya oh, Harding. I know our opening song now. <laughs> it's got to be poisoned by Bowman. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, that's awesome. Oh man. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, he doesn't have to be shot. No. Well, just, you know, whatever. just because just because the man's from Hawthorne, dude. Yeah, I lived there. Oh yeah, I visited, and it was I was like somebody scared. got shot in the head like a block from my house. Oh my god. Yeah, I was. I feared for my life every time I went to your apartment. I would get there and be like, "I'm still complaining about Gerard, huh?" Guess yeah, it ain't all that bad. But you did live by a sweet Seven Eleven. Yeah, that was a good 7-Eleven. <laughs> they always had specials. Frozen burritos after you, you fucking lit one, right? Well, I saw, yeah, I would I would smoke and then go down there, and I saw a midget, like, smack a homeless woman once. It was really, it was such a weird place. Are you sure? Or it wasn't just, like, a weed, like, haze? It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not going to throw it out. Amy's like, dude, we don't even have a 7-Eleven. <laughs> She's like, Chris would go. <laughs> Chris would go to the post office every day and come back with soda and slushies. He would buy Fritos and like a Sprite. It's weird. Cold like a Sprite soda. No, no, we're not doing that. Sprite soda. No, but it's a, it's a little going back. It's, it's a little disheartening because we, you know, we've been talking about for weeks. Like, if one of these starters goes down, we're gonna have a really hard problem scoring goals. Yeah. And Uh, now one of the starters have gone down. Yeah. And well, it's not even one of the starters have gone down. One of the starters has been down. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, what was it? What, when's the last time we played a game? August MLS. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. Again, according to if you're not following Kevin Baxter, there's something wrong. You have no business listening to this. Honestly, honestly. Um, but Kevin Baxter, in his in his uh, Jossie Zardes and Robbie Rogers report, uh, wrote that Zardes hasn't touched the field in in any MLS play since August, since he first went down hurt. Um, then he went to play with the national team and, uh, you know, 
boom, down. <laughs> it's well, and, he was, and this is the problem with a thin team. This he is the was, problem with he the thin was roster. sick or he was a slight knee contusion, which means like I looked it up because I had no idea. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. It, it, and it's like a knee bruise or some shit like the knee. I don't fucking know. But it's a placeholder. So you stop asking questions. Yeah. Obviously, if the man had to get surgery, it's way worse than what we thought. Yeah. What? Yeah. But, you know, it's not the team telling us this. It's, it's Baxter and other people who are telling us this. That's why he's the best, man. I will I will not stop applauding Kev, the work Kevin Baxter does. I, I tweeted out this week. I am, every time I read one of Kevin Baxter's articles, I am furious. And I'm so thankful that I get to be furious because there is a reporter who treats fans like adults, treats us like people who can get upset about something that, yeah, it sucks Robbie Rogers is hurt. Yeah, it sucks, you know, Jossie's artist is hurt but I don't have someone telling me he's got a cough and he's going to miss three weeks. Right. Like I, it's someone who's, Hey, I'm going to treat your team like an actual sports team, like an actual sports franchise. I'm going to treat them like a, like a, like a real soccer club. We need, we need like a nickname for like Kevin Baxter fans. Like yeah. if, if he like comes out with an article, he's like, man, he Baxterized it. <laughs> We're already calling him the people's insider. Oh, that's dope. All right. I, I, can, I can get behind that. I like it as a dig. Um, or like, you know, because we need like something like the Baxter heads, you know, like some shit like that. Baxter heads? Yeah. Sounds racist. <laughs> what? You guys are just a bunch of motherfucking Baxter heads. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking your Kahluas. Goddamn yeah. Baxter heads. Baxter heads drink Kahlua. Yeah, man. Not even white Russians, just Kahlua. Just Kahlua, dude. That's, you know, it works though. Clue will get you a decent buzz. Hey, it'll get you there if you drink like 20 of them. But yeah, Baxter, Baxter covering Alessandrini's visa, in, uh, uh, visa issues, covering Robbie Rogers injury. And, and, and I would even say doing it in a really respectful way so that he's covering a story that people care about, but not really, at least from the reading I found, not getting too intrusive in the guy's life. No, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Because if he's going to retire, obviously that's a decision between him and his family um, and the club to a degree. And, and we're all interested, but I, I just felt it was done in a way that wasn't ham fisted. It wasn't, it didn't feel intrusive covered Zardis's injury, giving us the, the information, let us know that he's not, it doesn't se- seem like he's back, you know, training yet, but he's working on it. He's working on his, on his, on his way back. And, I, you know, God, this is like the Baxter knobbing episode, but I appreciate the, I, I genuinely as a fan, as someone who is overly obsessed with this team, appreciate the work Kevin Baxter does. No, right. I mean, as they can tell, we are fans through and through with this team and anything that's involved in this team, we're going to be all about. Yeah. And so when we have a guy who is dedicated and, you know, willing with his time to want to continually putting out stories about our team, good yeah. stories, good writing. Mm-hmm. Like when, when he we, could cover bigger teams, yeah, you can easily he could easily be covering the EPL every week, and then well, I mean, even Los can, Angeles, he could and, be covering the he could be covering the Kings, he could be covering the Lakers, he could be covering. I mean, he could if he wanted to write about LA sports, he could be writing about a bunch of other people, right? I mean, there's could, a bunch of stuff going on. No, exactly. My point is just like he could be right. He can be writing about bigger, quote unquote, bigger names and bigger teams, but as a Galaxy fan, when there's not much dedicated press with our team. Mm-hmm. It's it's a rare jam to have someone who's not part of the team, and not just uh, writing things that they're being told to. Well, because what do you have? I mean, you have you have uh, people who analyze, 
Like we are, we are never going to break. I mean, Ed and I have talked about this a lot. We are never going to break a story. If you were looking to us to tell you X player has signed and to tell you that before anyone else, like we're never going to do that. Yeah, that's not a thing. In, in one, we don't really have the ability. We don't have the information. <sighs> yeah. We don't really care to. Um, it's not important to us. Uh, whoever, if whoever the galaxy signs, it's for the betterment of the team, not you know notoriety or or fame or whatever. Um, so you have us analyzing what happens. You have Corner of the Galaxy analyzing what happens. You have LA Galaxy Confidential analyzing what happens. LA is our house analyzing what happens. Uh, there's a new Galaxy Talk show that just followed us on Twitter analyzing what happens. With Kevin Baxter, again, if you're not following him, it was a K Baxter 11. That's someone reporting on what we're doing. Dedi- seemingly dedicated and and getting paid for it, which is phenomenal, but dedicated to covering the galaxy and making us uh, uh, getting eyes on our team. Right. It's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I can't appreciate the work he does enough. No, I mean, truly. Hold on. Can you can you hear me and Kevin Baxter over here? Making out? Oh uh, yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> the noise of you <laughs> sucking Kevin Baxter's dick. No. <laughs> You're over there giving Kevin Baxter a mouth party, man. Look, I just I I appreciate the work he does is all. Just saying you made the that you made this officially weird. Really? That was it? Yeah, that was it, man. That was it. Oh, <laughs> Alright, getting back into it. We actually did score some goals and win a preseason game, Chris. Hey. Yeah. We like are it. the champions of Armenia. Again, yeah, we have we have faced one third of the entire Armenian Premier League. And look, Chris is not joking. The I, Armenian, that's not racist. <laughs> the Armenian Premier League has six teams in six their teams. top division. And we have, we have played, played three. We have played two of them. Two yeah. and their national team. All right, math is still difficult. Yeah, we play. Yeah, because we did play the Armenian national team. So that's true. Two and their national team. So how do you pronounce this, Alash Kurt? I mean, that's the. Oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do any better than that. I'm going to do black and be like, "A Lash Kurt." <laughs> that's A Lash Kurt. Get over here. A A Ron plays for A Lash Kurt. A Lash A Lash Kurt A Lash Kurt FC. Well, let's do A Lash Kurt. Yeah. A Lash Kurt uh, FC. We played them um, in, in a Santa closed Barbara. door Santa Barbara um, game. Uh, Again, we won two nothing. You can't. Yeah. You want to be able to see it. There's mm-hmm. the highlights on the on the the galaxy side. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Goals from McBean and Geo, which is yeah. kind of you know a little bit hope lifting, I guess. Good. Yeah. Oh yes, it's a, it's a huge, huge. Uh, if we were if we played any other team besides the champions of Armenia, I would I would say that that was a big deal. Right uh, on a on a football field with lines and. A, uh, you well, that's people, just getting you ready. You get, yeah, exactly. You get all the people like, oh, we're getting ready for uh, the that's Chargers. Just, that's just getting you ready for, for the NFL season, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. But no, did you see, did, did you get to watch the highlights? I have seen the highlights. McBean's uh, goal's pretty. McBean's goal's really nice. The diving yeah. headers are always kind of fun to, yeah. fun to watch. From him. From him is important. Yeah. Because we need him to be that guy who's soaking up pressure, who's who's might be maybe taking some hits. Uh, uh, trying to to get a free header in. I mean that that uh, was the perfect goal that you're you're hoping to get from a Jack McBean. Yeah. Again, this is preseason. This is the story of a girl. Don't look. look oh, God nah, damn it. Nah, nah. Sorry. Don't, don't look too much into it. The defending on these goals are awful. horrendous. Yeah, it's awful. Horrendous. This fucking Lars Champions League 
<laughs> level of defending. And it's on a football field, so it's pretty similar. It's pretty similar, yeah. No, I mean, you have the first goal with Gio. I mean, you have three defenders. Um, you have three defenders swarm on our guys on the right side of the field, mm-hmm. leaving, who was it there? Oh, Jao Pedro, wide open in the box. You have one pass to Jao Pedro, and he easily slots it to Gio for an easy, like, top of the, yeah. I think, just an easy tap and goal. Yeah, Geo's was was kind of dirty. Geo's looked like a like a toe poke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McBean's was was a little more finely crafted, but at the end of the day, both of them are pretty shoddy defending. Um, our players are obviously not going to have as much time on the ball during the season. Um, they're not even going to have as much time on the ball in the preseason versus MLS teams. Um, it's surprising that at least what appears an MLS reserve team or an MLS preseason team looks to have more quality to them than the champions of Armenia, but. Um, we're we're even from the two minute highlight reel that you got. We're not going to have that much time um, to like, make our decisions. Yeah, and like I said, if you're not gonna you're not gonna see much from these preseason games. It's mm-hmm. more of these guys getting up to match fitness um, and an understanding. Yeah, I think the Portland game is the game you're going to see a lot more uh, understanding of how we're going to play as a team. Yeah, so that's the game that you want to be pay, paying attention to. Can people actually see that Portland game? Because we seem to be playing games behind the steel curtain. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can see it on Time Warner, Cable, Spectrum, or whatever the fuck it's called So now. Portland, Portland. now that we know we're playing RSL, Portland will be our fifth preseason game? Yes. You've been able to see two so far, right? Yours. You, there was one televised. The TJ game was televised. Well, I'm and sure. I'm sure they you played. Drove to Vegas. You could see it. I, I think they played against like a college team. Like I think they played. Might have played against like UCLA or some shit too. Okay. Or or, or you know Cal State Dominguez Hills or whatever the fuck they. Played. Are we not supposed to watch the preseason? What's happening? Well, you know what? It would be nice to get hyped about the season with you know preseason games, but mm-hmm. whatever. But and it was like the San Jose game. You kind of expected because we've been to this field before. It didn't have any coverage. Why we keep going there makes no sense to me, but we knew we weren't going to be able to see it. Now we have a closed door scrimmage game against an Armenian Premier League team that just happened to be here, I'm guessing. No, look, all all teams have closed door scrimmages. It's not like it's something that doesn't happen. Right. But Is, if, sorry. At least if you can make a, you know, Two those minutes. shows that are like, you know, what is it? Uh, the 30 and 90 shows that they do mm-hmm. where it's like a 30 minute show. They condense with the full game. Mm hmm. I mean, that's something you can get your your fans hyped up about your season. Yeah, we should have posted all the pictures from the game in Polaroid. <sighs> then they would have been everywhere. We've been everywhere. You might not, you st- still might not be able to see Maboatang, but they'd be everywhere. Oh my god! I'm like, we're not getting into that shit, man. That's just. I, I, I wish we could see the preseason games. Yeah, I, I expect to see. Uh, I expect to see fewer of them living up here than I, I was able to when I lived in L.A. But. Now we just get notified of them when they're done. Again, and it's, it's again, just, I'm guessing the I'm guessing the Armenian champions were already here. It's just it's just a way to get your fans hyped up about the season, or not. You get you get a 30 minute you know slot on Time Warner Spectrum, mm-hmm. and it's your 30 and 90. You can blast your commercials of get your season tickets, get your home opener tickets. I mean, it just seems weird you that can, you can't periscope that. It just, Something. It just seems weird that you know it's two weeks out into the the into the home opener, and all you're expecting is people to to live off their social media. Yeah. You know, a post about on Facebook saying, "Oh, you know, here, get your tickets here." It's like again, <sighs> again for the record, 
I'm still positive. This is a positive episode for me. I'm psyched. I'm so psyched about season. <laughs> I, you know, even if it's, I am. You know, even the bad years. You know, the 06 to 08 years where it's like we, we're shitty. We're so bad. Yeah. Even going into those seasons, it's like okay, you know what? I'm I'm still psyched. It's just because it's the natural fan in me that's like I'm ready to go see my team play. Right. Well, I can look, still I'm, I can I'm still like I can days. still be realistic about some things that are happening where our team has absolutely no depth. No. And one in one one bad tackle away from from having an 18 year old uh, step in for you know Yella or Steris, knock on yeah. wood. But it's like <sighs> we make weird decisions. Yeah. And this is this is just one of them. Having preseason games you can't watch, where people keep telling you that you're great. Um, it's very in line with the galaxy. It's how we do things. It's the it's the the ideology of the team. You know everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Um, I hope we continue to play well. Yeah, it's for the one preseason. At least the highlights I got to see of the uh, what? How do we how do we decide to call this team? Alash Kart, yeah, something like that. Sounds, sounds right. <laughs> um, the of the high, the two minute highlights, Jermaine Jones made. Uh, I think it was two really really good runs. Yeah, really energetic. I'm 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 I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm Hopeful. I think. Look, and you know what, Jones looks to be really good. And I'm hoping that's the thing. That's it's it's the thing about our season is it's all questions that we hope we hope that Jones stays healthy. Mm-hmm. We hope that Alessandrini stays healthy and, and he plays well for our team. We hope that Jao Pedro you know lives up to the the hype that he's been brought into about or he's been uh, he's been said to have. So it's like yes, and uh, and Jones looks to be the part where he can hold down uh, defensively and help out in the attack. Yeah, which he will probably he will probably be the guy who's. The center, the more attacking midfielder in this in that center midfield. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, you get if if Jao Pedro is supposed to be a native defensive midfielder, you're getting him there so that Jermaine Jones can go do whatever the fuck he wants. Kind of like how we had Nigel De Jong and, and Gerard. Gerard's going to run like a, a chicken with his head fucking cut off. So you need a, a proper defensive midfielder who can sit there and soak up pressure and soak up attack. Um, I'm positive. I would like to see the team together. Like visually, I would like to actually get to watch them to say, oh, okay, so that's how Joe Pedro and Jones play together. That's what McBean and Gio are going to look like. That's what Mendiola looks like on the right this year. This, the, oh, Legit is can play on the right, yeah. which it looks like he's he, he might get some minutes there. And again, um, I think the Portland game is the game that you're gonna you're gonna be able to to see that. Oh, it has for to the be. very first time. Like that's going to be the game you can kind of judge the team on mm-hmm. and how they're going to play during the season, or at least but how they're yeah. going to play in the beginning. You got to watch Garcia. You got to watch Alessandrini, and you got to watch McBean. And I think you got to. I think watching that center pair, the Jao Pedro and Jao Pedro Jones, and and Jones. Yeah, I think that's going to be the ones you should really pay attention to. See how because that's you don't win an MLS Cup if you don't have a strong uh, backbone, like a spine. You need that spine. strong spine in yeah. order to win an MLS Cup. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. I'll give it. You to have you. your Juninho Sarbas years, you know. <gasps> Uh, you had your Janino Beckham years where it's a strong spine and that's what wins you MLS. All right. So I wanted to, I wanted to throw out a little conspiracy theory alert for all the, the listeners today. Uh, we're going to get into it a little bit. Uh, let's hear about your Jao Pedro switching Jersey numbers. Oh, conspiracy theory. <laughs> Jersey gate part Jersey, two. Jersey gate part, part D. No, it's, <laughs> it's not, um, it's, it's nothing too bad. I just, I, I kind of got on something the other day. Somebody, uh, a new guy followed me. Um, I want to say Joey Reyes. Joey Reyes follows me on Twitter. 
And um, I I went to see who he was. So I clicked on his timeline and I saw he had asked Serrano in the galaxy, what color, what number does Joe Pedro wear? And Serrano answered eight. And it was like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's interesting. If I recall, Serrano wrote this whole piece about Joe Pedro wearing 58. And if he's wearing, you know, 58 was his number and it was unorthodox and it was special and unique or, you know, whatever bullshit buzzwords we use. Um, but the way it's phrased in his pieces, it's definitive. It's like, this is the jersey number he's wearing. This is the number he's going into the season with. And now it appears that Joe Pedro is wearing number eight. Not a big deal. I don't really care. Um, great. Wear eight, wear 58. Doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, it seems strange that the Galaxy had a, or that Serrano had a post about him wearing 58 just for that number to change. Um, but what really was strange to me was given how the galaxy tend to do things with, with branding and trying to keep people's specific numbers together. We saw Sarvas, you know, get flipped totally not for Gerard. Um, but they just happened to wear the same number, um, and play in the same position. Uh, but Sarvas was gone. And once Sarvas left, the eight Jersey was left wide open, um, for Gerard to take it eventually. So uh, my, the first line of thinking I had was, okay, well, 58 is a pretty high number. It's probably a Galaxy 2 player. Um, I would imagine that number's taken already, so he's wearing 8 instead, maybe until they get it worked out. Um, and so the Galaxy player that had it, and I'm going to I'm gonna butcher this, but I'm going to try to pronounce his name, um, Kione Bailey? Give that a shot. We settle on that. We'll settle on that. Yeah. Um, Kione Bailey wore number 58, and he, as so I said, okay, well, that guy's got it. Boom, that's why. Um, you know, one number per per guy in the club, no big deal. So then I looked up Kione Bailey, who was released in January prior to us signing Joe Pedro. So the 58 number, if it was important and if it was the number he wanted and if it was something he felt some connection to, the number was wide open now. The number's been open. The player has expressed an interest in it. The insider for the team has written an article about why he's taking that number. Everything kind of lined up. And then out of out of nowhere, he's wearing number eight. Um, that just seemed really weird to me. And then I remember Jonathan Dos Santos, who I thought we were going to sign and would kind of screw everything up with our midfield. He's worn number eight most of his career. He wore, I think, 24 when he played for Mexico's U-17s for a while. Um but for the most part, for Mexico's national team now, he wears eight, or he did. Um, for Villarreal, he wears eight. So it would make sense for the Galaxy if they were planning on signing him in the summer to keep the number eight jersey open for him. Uh, and now we've given it away. So I, I wouldn't say that I have a conspiracy theory about it. I would wonder if this points towards DeSantos not coming in the summer, um, if, if for only a year. Um, I kind of knowing how we tend to do things and, and I would say having a, a, a de decent understanding of how the galaxy tr usually thinks about these things. I'm now assuming Jonathan Dos Santos isn't coming or we would have just left his Jersey wide open. Right. So that, that, that was strange to me. And I kind of fell down a whole, this only took about 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, but it was like one thing after another where it was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, the guy who had his number, he's gone. Okay. Well, Serrano wrote this thing saying he's, seemingly definitely taking that number and if he's changed his mind that's okay but it's more that in typical galaxy fashion if he's changed his mind why didn't we just say so it's another thing that we're just not talking about in the hopes that everyone ignores it yeah. <laughs> which is something we do but it's something we it's only ever something we do 
when there's a reason behind it. I mean, like we you talk can, about you can, the you most mundane that. shit constantly. You can save time just like one tweet going, hey, yeah. Joe Pedro has switched his number from 58 to 8. A couple people go, why? He goes, ah, he always wanted number eight. He couldn't get it. He couldn't get it when he chose 58. It's wide open now. He took it. Done. Yeah, exactly. And and look, and for all I know, that might be the reason. Right. I just know that we tend to brush things under the rug when we have something to hide or something we don't really want to talk about. And it seems strange that this could, we would write something about him taking 58 and then he would, 58 would be wide the fuck open. I mean, like a um, straight up, like a fluff piece too. It's like. Yeah, it's a it's an unnecessary fluff piece about his, it's, sister, it's, his uh, sister and you know it's her her birthday. birthday yeah yeah her birthday and his favorite number or, or some combination of that and look like again it's not the end of the world it's not the most important thing it just it seems strange given you have the number open for Jonathan dos Santos if that's the guy you're signing and now you've given it away because a player changed his mind yeah. Granted, we give jersey numbers away now um, <laughs> when people have decided on what number they want. So who knows? But Jersey Gate Part 2, I will be very interested to see what happens in the summer um, with this one. I'm going to leave Jersey Gate 2 open. Yeah. But I'm, I'm far less angry about Jersey Gate 2 than I was about Jersey yeah. Gate 1. That one is, is the TBD. Yeah, TBD. All right, so we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Um, let's get into a little lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning Sorry. round. I was like, I'll never do that again. Lightning crash, lightning crash. That's Yeah, put that in. Declan. Yeah. Oh, God. No one knows what that is. Um, Inside jokes. All right, so with this, with this with lightning round, we're, we're, I'm going to throw out a topic, and then uh, you will just say like a quick one-two line of uh, you and what you think. All okay. Right? I'll so, do my best. I'll do my best to keep it each answer under 10 seconds. That sounds good? Sounds good. All right. Um, we don't really – we can't really do a big-ass preview of the Portland game. Right. Um, but let me give me give me your thoughts in one or two sentences on the Portland game that's coming up on Saturday. Um, very important. Uh, would hope we get a clean sheet. Rafa Garcia is going to be very important because they're going to be targeting him, as it seems most teams have. Uh, Jack McBean needs another good game and really need to get out of this injury free. Actually, if I can expand on that slightly, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I went to I went to the Minnesota United and uh, Portland Timbers game up here, their preseason game. It was very chippy. We it's extremely important that we get through this game without anybody no getting injuries. hurt. Yeah, exactly. And, and Portland is not the team I would like to be playing, given that stipulation. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm my my quick assess, assessment of the game is, uh, get out of there with a one nil, two nil win, no injuries. Mm-hmm. I lose a game. I don't care. Lose the game. If if we lose the game, it's I, I, it's Actually, irrelevant. The underlining is just no injuries. Yeah, that's, the under the un, the chief statement here is no injuries. All right. Um, what about the Geo and Conan O'Brien playing soccer in Mexico? Um, without me getting myself in trouble, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. I, without without getting in trouble or, or needing to get a phone call from anybody, um, it seems strange that you're attempting to promote the galaxy, um, by sending your player down to Mexico city to wear a Mexico Jersey when the player plays in Los Angeles and the TV show that he's on films in Los Angeles, why we would send him down to Mexico city for that is strange to me. Yeah. But not, not in the stadium, you know, the stuff up center, not in the stadium, not wearing our Jersey, you know, not getting prepared for the season opener and yeah. you can promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we are promoting it because look, and again, without getting in trouble, you know what it is. 
you know what it is. Everyone listening to this knows what it is. So it's strange that you would have the player in Los Angeles and the television show that films in Los Angeles travel down to Mexico City to have the player not wear your jersey while he's doing it. But again, there you go. Yeah, I think the the word of the day, it rhymes with fandering. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the G2, they have their they also have their home opener. It's we got to stop be... calling this lightning round. <laughs> G2, it's uh, no, I mean, it's dude, we, it takes just as we long. take one topic and it takes us 20 minutes to get through it. So this gotcha. is good. Um, LA Galaxy 2, they open their season against Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps 2. God damn mm-hmm. Uh, March 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be here for that game. Uh, I will be there for that game. I, I should be at that game. I will be as well. Yeah. Um, my you, feelings on it. What um, are you hoping to see from the Galaxy 2 this year? MLS quality players because right. we're going to need them. Right. We're going to need them all to be MLS quality talent because of the short-sightedness of our front office, because of, uh, I'm assuming, the weak will of the people in charge to fight for money to make us a competitive uh, competitive team. So I'm hoping to see nothing but stars from the Galaxy 2. It's unlikely, seeming as most of them have gotten called up to fill the gaps where we no longer have experienced MLS caliber players. Yeah, I want to see these guys that have been hyped up for a couple of years now, like the Ryan Fugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we got our boy Justin Dillon is back. Justin Dillon, yeah, that's what I want to see. I want Justin Dillon to destroy. I want Justin Dillon to absolutely destroy USL. Do you think he's going to remember you? You're pretty unbelievable. He could be traumatized enough. So Ed and I went to a Ed and I went to a Galaxy Two game years and years ago. Was it even Galaxy Two? It might have just been a reserves. Uh, right before Justin Dillon left for, I want to say it was Cal Poly. Cal Poly. Um, he scored two it might, goals. It might have been the inaugural year for the the, yeah. the G two. He took he took one goal in um, open play, uh, hit it off the crossbar and in, and then drew a penalty and took it. And it's just, Ed, I'll tell you, like I was in love with him since then. So when it comes to the, <laughs> oh, yeah. to the academy, like straight, Jack McBean. Straight man crush. Oh, yeah. Jack McBean was my old Galaxy crush. Um, Justin Dillon is my is my latest Galaxy crush. And I'm, when he left for college, I was worried he wasn't going to come back into the organization. And I'm absolutely thrilled to, to hear that we re-signed him and, and he'll be back. So uh, he spits hot fire, my man. There's five the five greatest Galaxy 2 players of all time. It's Justin Dillon. Justin yeah, Dylan, Justin, Justin Dylan, Justin Dylan, Justin Dylan, because Dylan. he spits hot fire. Spits hot fire, sir. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Well, that's it for us today. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Riot Squadcast. Uh, you can find us also on Facebook at you know just search Riot Squadcast. Please, mm-hmm. guys, please. We're we're asking you again. Please like and share the Facebook page. Uh, please share when we post about the episodes. Uh, please go to iTunes and leave a five star review. Doesn't have to be a positive review. Just has to be a five star review. Yeah, uh, we love a positive one though. Yeah, fuck, we don't care. I'm sensitive. Uh, we yeah, we have low self esteem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but please, if you guys can share the episodes, it would greatly, greatly, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can find me at my personal Twitter at Ed the Zombie. You can find Chris at Zero Cool One Three Eight on basically all social medias. Um, if you want to send us an email. Send it to riotsquadcast at gmail.com. Uh, please, if you guys you know want to send us anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, we're more than welcome. We're more than welcome to hear suggestions from our listeners and see what they want to talk about. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Chris? Uh, boo Roman Reigns. That's it. Oh my God! Stop it! No wrestling. This is not no boo. no wrestling. 
All right, buddy. All right, well, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, very soon. Bye.